Hey guys, and welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. I'm Josh Horowitz, and this is my podcast where I talk to filmmakers and actors and comedians, and in the case of this week, my guests kind of fit all three categories. The guests on this week's edition of Happy, Sad, Confused are the Lonely Iowand. That is comprised of, of course, Andy Samberg, Akiva Schaefer, and Yorma Taconi. They're coming up in just a bit. But first up, uh, let's talk to Sammy. Check in with Sammy. Hey, Sammy. Check one, two, one, two. No, I didn't, I didn't mean literally a sound check. I know, <laughs> check I know one, it's working okay. One, two, three. Um, Lonely Island. This is good. So they this have is they, good. So they have a new movie out. In case you guys have not seen the trailers, the new the new movie is Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Um, and it is a very, very, very funny movie. That's three varies. Uh, wow. It opens June 3rd. Um, no, seriously, this this movie is um, one of my favorite comedies. I would say in recent years. I'll I'll, I'll be honest, it really is. Um, it's uh, in the vein of, you know, this is Spinal Tap. It's a mockumentary, um, and Andy plays a, a character named Connor for real, who's definitely in the, kind of like the Justin Bieber kind of thing, the um, the boy band member that's grown up. And uh, Justin Bieber didn't come from a boy band. Well, I know, but, but he's kind of an amalgam. So he, there, there's definitely it. Bieberish stuff, but um, but. Uh, Yorma and and Akiva play the former members of the Style Boys, which was his boy band. <laughs> the Style Boys. I mean, everything about awesome. it. Everything about it is is brilliant. There are great cameos from people like um, Seal and Ringo Starr and Mar- Mariah Carey. And what? This is just off the top of my head. There's a thousand of them. Um, uh, I highly recommend it. It definitely. Um, it reminded me a bit of like uh, a Spinal Tap, a little bit of Zoolander. Um, it's uh, definitely the best film expression of the Lonely Island yet. Um, oh. uh, obviously, they did Hot Rod, which right. nobody saw at the time, but people have come to appreciate. I think this one will hopefully do better because, um, you know, it feels like it's right in the kind of the zeitgeist of, of having fun with how absurd um, music is today. I don't know because I don't really follow music, as you know. Yeah, Josh does not just, uh, this is a For true context. story. I asked Josh the other day yeah. uh, what music he has on his phone, and <laughs> the answer was... None. No, I said I'm not sure if I have any. I don't. I don't know. If no, I and then you looked. I do. I do have some music. Oh, I'm sorry, everyone. He had some movie soundtracks <laughs> on his. <laughs> I was actually after the interview. Andy and I were uh, talking a lot about uh, a little bit about John Williams scores. He gets me. Why can't you? You guys really are. You guys were like a, a fearsome foursome. It's basically like like I said. I think on social media, it was like basically like four people talking, like the same person talking to each other yes. four times. Um, like, because we're all basically the same age and we have uh, very similar uh, sensibilities. They're slightly more successful than I am. Slightly. But uh, but, uh, but we all wear glasses. There's that. Wow, you all have like. A sandy brown hair. Yeah. There are a lot of points of comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, Spotty facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> for, for context, um, I think it comes up in the interview, but just in case it's referenced and you don't know what we're talking about, I had done a Q&A with them earlier in the day uh, for AOL Build. If you want to check out a video interview of me interviewing these same guys, go to uh, AOL Build's uh, website, um, and that was a really fun chat, too. Um, so it was a lot of Lonely Island in one day. But hey, it's never enough. These it's guys are hysterical. Enough. They're great. Um, and I can't uh, recommend their film uh, enough. June 3rd, it comes out. Go check out Popstar. Uh, never bi- stop, never stop. That's right. <laughs> uh, what other business do we have to attend to? Um, um, oh, oh, the prophecy came to pass. For those that follow uh, my interviews, I interviewed Jeff Goldblum recently. And uh. I, I, I just asked him, you know, hey, why aren't you in a superhero movie? And he... Uh, 
turned very cagey and said, oh, you may be onto something, Josh. And sure enough, apparently he's going to be in the new Thor movie. Wow. How that, great is that? Cagey Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> the, the best part of that interview, if you look it up, is he, uh, when I asked him if it was Marvel or DC, he gave a look that betrayed that he has no idea of any difference between the two. Yeah, but I don't want Jeff Goldblum to know the difference no, between the it, two. You that's, know what I mean? That is like, the right answer for Jeff yes. Goldblum, to have no idea and not exactly. to give a shit. Um, so that was wonderful. Um, what else? What else? Did they say up? who he's playing? They did. Um, they, uh, I, I believe, he, I believe it's a character called the Grandmaster. I, have, I yes. might have that wrong. Yes. Do you know that, or are you just no, agreeing I it like sounds that. right? Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm not well versed in the in the Thor villains, but um, he, please, he could play himself as far as I'm concerned, and it would be wonderful. Yeah, but I don't want him to get. I don't want Chris Hemsworth to beat him up. Well, I mean, and, and, and Hiddleston will be in there, too. Loki's going to be in there, too. There's going to be a bunch of... Oh, my God, Goldblum and Hiddleston together. You're... You <laughs> should see Josh's face right now. <laughs> I can't take and over... Jessica Chastain's going to come, too. Take over the podcast, Abby. I can't do it. <laughs> All your best friends. It's very exciting. Um, lots of good stuff coming up, including we're in the thick of summer movie season, guys. Uh, coming up... Uh, Neighbors What's Two is one? well. Let's see. Neighbors Two is out. Nice Guys is out. I've seen both. Recommend uh, both, particularly Nice Guys. Uh, X Men is coming out. I really enjoyed X Men. Um, it got kind of mixed reviews. The first kind of wave of reviews, but um, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I had a really good time with it. I think it's it's solid, and um, the ensemble's great. They've added some new uh, actors and characters to the mix. Um, some cameos from some certain favorites. <laughs> uh, um, Take and- over the podcast <laughs> intro. <laughs> Um, there's that. Um, what else? There's Warcraft, which is going to be an interesting test to see how big uh, a movie that can be. Uh, our buddy Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart has Central Intelligence, which I've seen. I can't talk about, but I think you guys, uh, you know, I think stop I think, talking about it. No, I think I think I think it will satisfy. That's all I'll say. Um, and then things like Independence Day. Wow, um, I forgot about that. I know there's a lot of good and Ghostbusters. Soon we'll be talking about Ghostbusters, which I'm psyched about. Mm-hmm. I'm really I, I I'm fascinated by I mean it, it's a longer discussion for another podcast but this whole like weekly like discussion about Ghostbusters and yeah. like the, the rampant misogyny online about of, it, it's yeah. kind of fascinating and I hope my, my greatest hope is that the movie turns out to be yeah, great and shuts everybody just, up mm-hmm. exactly right um, anyway that's uh, my soapbox discussion for this week anything else to get off your chest Sam before we dive in. No, I am. I'm very excited about this. I'm ready to go. I'm upset. I didn't get to look at them when they were in the building. I get, I'm sorry. Didn't get to ride the elevator with any of them. Um, so I'm really. I'm. I'm as blind to this as any of you guys are. So I'm really excited. You get. You. You get my solemn oath mm-hmm. that this is an entertaining uh, forty-minute chat. So uh, enjoy. Uh, the next voices you'll hear will be uh, my familiar prattling on and uh, Andy Samberg, Norma Tacconi, and Akiva Schaefer, aka the Lonely Island. Lonely Island. Let them do the singing. They're professionals. <laughs> Very good idea. <laughs> What if you could repeat the most important day of your life until it was perfect? Replay, a new original comedy series on Go90, follows Allison Lee, an aspiring DJ who gets more than she wishes for when she's stuck repeating her disastrous 25th birthday party over and over again. Allison is forced to choose between impressing notorious Vegas club promoters Sven and Sophie or keeping her friends and faces the hard reality that sometimes you can't have it all. Replay stars Lindsay Fonseca from Agent Carter, Tyler 
James Williams from Everybody Hates Chris, and Serena Fialo from Glee with special guest star, YouTuber Mamrie Hart. New episodes appear every Wednesday. You can stream replay only on Go90, a free mobile entertainment app available on iOS and Android. All you have to do is go to www.replayseries.com to watch the first episode of Replay right now. Check it out. Check one, two. Oh, yeah, I sound good. Oh, yeah, My mic sound sounds good. nice. That's, uh, that's Andy Samberg doing a mic check. No, it's not. No. My mic sounds check. nice. Check this one. This is me, Andy. Hi, check, check, check. That's check. a really good mic check. Andy Lights, let's hear you. My mic sounds nice. Check two. That's solid, Andy. My mic sounds nice. Check three. This is not your first rodeo, guys. No. No, we love mic We're checking. We're familiar with mics. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I brought yeah. you here, is to teach me the ways of the mic. You just gotta get right up on it and just be like, here's my voice. <laughs> where, tell us about this uh, this show and like where it uh, resides and things, you know, all the fun stuff. The show that, that you're on right now, yep. the show that's launched? Yep. This is being uh, simulcast in 155 countries right now <laughs> live. Love it. Why are you laughing? Why it's are you the Oscars of podcasts. Do you just not believe that I have that kind of reach? You should. I do believe it. <laughs> that's why I laughed, because I was delighting in your success. I don't think that many countries speak English, right? Do they? Uh, but this is translated simultaneously yeah. into other languages oh, as good. well. Oh, wow. good. Makes, that makes a lot of sense. So they have a little translator, your your thing from the UN. It's like the yeah, the Klingon translator mm. kind of a thing. I go Star Trek. Did the UN take that from Star Trek? I think so, right? Let's talk about it this week on this <laughs> on this show. <laughs> UN stole a lot from Trek. I feel like. Yeah. Were you a Trekkie growing up? Not massive. I was a Star Wars fanatic. Wait, explain that friggin' nerdiness that you guys both completely understand. What was Shut up, the Universal Norma, Translator asshole. thing that was in the in the ear? I think that they stole that from the Babel fish from uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, so you just outnerded so, us. You went. Even. Yep. <laughs> he asked that question specifically so he could name drop something. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about the whole time you guys were having that conversation? Pamela Anderson's boobs in Baywatch. <sighs> Oh man, this guy's, a, this guy's a real right. jock. Did you, did you <laughs> get <laughs> bent, nerd? I guess he's gonna steal our lunch money right after this. Did yeah. you guys ever see Barbed Wire? Remember Barbed Wire? That was yeah, of course. course. Okay, good. You're I right. didn't see it. Yeah, box office smash Barbed Wire. Everyone saw it. <laughs> this guy was reading Hitchhiker's Guide to Rereading, <laughs> rereading. What were the first um, naked boobs that you recall seeing, Yorma? Yeah, Yorma. My mom's. You know what I mean? Oh, but great. after that, it's still my mom's. <laughs> Honestly, like well, my, I saw my brother being born when uh, he, I was four and a half years old. So uh, what non-mom boobs though? Yeah, uh, your mom's burn. I what? did like that. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you like that fast? Yeah. Well, I didn't like the first two, so I was ready to hate the third. But then I was like, boom. Well, uh, good one. Good. I think the first boobs I saw was fourteen years old. Oh, real ones like that. You yeah, saw. real ones that I saw. Like he, that was, I, he was just looking for fast times at Ridgemont High. That was the right answer. Sorry, that guys. That is kind of the right answer. Oh, PBK yeah. is right. the right answer. Maybe every yeah. question. Orkies, okay. mm. Kim Cattrall kind of thing. I don't. I, I don't know don't, if they were actually hers, yeah. but it was through the through the locker room people. Yeah, welcome to four white guys in their late thirties talking about old movies. I recently rewatched. <laughs> is, that the, is that the name of this podcast? <laughs> yeah. Thanks for finally. I, I'm actually forty, so it doesn't. Count. I wanted us oh, to great. talk for thirty five minutes and then you introduce the show at the very end. <laughs> anyway, that's been the show. Is do you know what the name of the show you're on? Nope. No, you don't know. No. What we you don't. have We've any guesses? Over and over. Do you have any guesses? I'm a guess. Uh, the drip down. Yeah, the drip. You down. got it. It's the drip down. It's the D down. <laughs> Wait, the I'm D down. Are you checking? Oh, I thought you were checking your Twitter feed or something. For no, a second. I was going to look Googling? up our schedule so I could tell you what the name of the show is. <laughs> Here, wait. I can on. tell you. You know, I could just no, tell no, you. No, 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 no. Let Andy do it. Let Andy do it. 
I'd like you to ask me when it's over because I think I'll have a better idea. <laughs> Squawk and pooch. Squawk and pooch in the morning. These are good names. Do you want me to ruin it for you, Andy? Or do you want me to test how good you are at recalling your, or checking your email? The Squawk Man Happy. asking Andy a question. Happy, sad, confused. That's correct. Oh, with, yeah. Josh with Josh Horowitz. With Squawk and the Pooch. <laughs> oh, God. Now, when you're doing a press tour like the one you've been mm. on, you do do a bit of the Squawk and the Pooch. One might argue we've done too much press. <laughs> I don't think anyone can tell. I don't think anyone oh. can tell. <laughs> do you, what, what, what aspect of the press uh, cycle do you enjoy the most? Do you enjoy is some kind of weird um, ha- uh, hating yourself level doing the morning shock jock radio thing? Uh, I enjoy those because they're generally so nice because people don't come to see them anymore. Like, <laughs> right. They're always so like, hey, thanks for coming. Like, I you're exist. Here. I'm it's real. Great. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I guess especially people that aren't like pushing music. Right. To just do the rounds and do radio, that especially when in... you're on like a, a multiple state tour. Sure. Um, we also so weren't booked on anybody that was super obnoxious. No. We easily were more obnoxious than most of them. Yeah, well, that's easy, yeah. though. That's not such a yeah, challenge. Sucked, to, be to be more obnoxious than morning radio, it feels like, could right. be a challenge. But we rose to that challenge. If, and then some. If you were to start your own morning radio show. It would be called Squawk Man and the Poochinator. <laughs> which one's the Squawk Man and which one's the Poochinator? We all are. And we all the are all the Squawk. <laughs> and the Poochman does No, sorry. Not they're both Yorma. <laughs> yeah. Nina Kiva will not take part in this. <laughs> I'll, the do, squat I'll do the, like, the cowbell, maybe. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, do you guys consume much in the way of uh, podcasts? We were talking. You did Pete Holmes. You did, did the, Pete Holmes. the six-hour podcast Two, with Pete Holmes. Yes, yeah, seventeen-hour. Why is it so burning. long? It's so crazy. That's his they deal. Just talked and he wears you down. Uh, I do comedy bang bang with Ackerman. I've done that a bunch That's of times. Great. I did WTF once. Did he get into your soul as well? Mark's pretty good at that. It was fine, honestly. We we didn't. It didn't feel like super probing, but it was very pleasant. Did right. you feel the same way? Because Andy did uh, Stern this morning. Did you feel the same way about WTF as you did about Stern? Like a little nervous going in? Like oh boy. I was less nervous about WTF, but I was nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Just because they've they are you know they get in there. Yeah. They get in there and they've had so many massive people. Now, come when you it. did the pooch, <laughs> or you know. Squawk man, squawk, squawk man. man. Yeah. yeah, I can tell you're Will not. You more? I can tell you have no respect for me because you're not nervous at all. You're reclined in your seat, like nothing can possibly come out. We just did an of... interview with you like <laughs> an hour ago. That's but why I'm, I'm saving the gold. We have rapport. Do we? Is that yes. what yeah, you yeah, call yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I consider you a friend in the business. That's very sweet of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> for those at home, um, Josh moderated a Q&A session for us at the AOL Build. Thank just you. so you we understand why he says we did an hour. An we don't need to hype other ago. outlets. I mean, I respect AOL Build. I'm just so saying. Yeah. Fine. Well, this guy's context. Well, people should know you're whoring it up all over town. <laughs> hey, it was just a pay. <laughs> for my man, it was just a paycheck. <laughs> all right. Well. Hey, you, I showed up. AOL, I don't care what the venue. Did you see the wad of cash? They gave me on the way out. It was pretty impressive. They gave you 17 <laughs> AOL bucks. But then he's sweet. He's back here at his little labor of love. This is it. This a free is. email. Wash, cycle, repeat with Josh Horowitz. <laughs> Usually, this is the first podcast I've done in an actual studio. Uh-huh. I only did this in the studio because we there's so many of you. And upstairs in my office, yeah, there's free. a single microphone, which would just rob the listeners. Of, I kind of love this. this feels do I feel more intimate. pro. Yeah. You, you're yeah. in this building, though? I'm in this building. So this was not that far for you. Well, so. No, but I'm saying. I, like, I mean, no need for the waterworks. You know what I mean? I'm not crying. I'm just. I'm just saying. I enjoy doing it in my office because I feel like it reveals a little bit of me, and that. Way, but you guys kind of, I think, have a sense of me. This as it is. We already like have what's a like what's on the walls in there. What's, what would you guess cool would be stuff? on the walls of my office? Uh, probably like Phoebe. cool cars you're into. Des- like a Destiny's Child poster. Yep. Check. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Mustangs and Lambo. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid figurines. <laughs> oh, that's smart. Like one of those little like cartoony versions of a, like a horror movie where it's like The Shining Jack, but it's like a little cartoon version of him as a little Maybe figurine. like, yeah, maybe like like a Wu-Tang pillow. <laughs> oh, that's really, now you're getting, now you're drilling into it. Um, and then I think in the bottom drawer yeah. you have like all of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. No, no, no that's one likes closer. that shit. That's no one likes that shit. Oh, he's got like Doctor Who stuff. Ugh, I'm going to puke thinking about Got, I've got a Back to the Future poster up. I've oh, that's got a good. Color of Money poster up. Okay, oh, yeah. we we're pretty close. I, like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have a Birdman action figure. Yes. yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, we're really, we're getting really pretty accurate. close. Yeah. 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 Um, we like film. This feels more right because it feels like we're in the padded room of an asylum. <laughs> <laughs> we got a good podcast wooden table. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is rustic nice. This podcast sells it. table. This, this feels it. comfortable. They sell this yeah. at a, you know, pottery barn. Rustic podcast, uh, podcast, podcast table. Podcast table. <laughs> <laughs> Look, podcasts are prevalent enough. They probably could make a decent uh, <laughs> fortune out of that. Um, you know, it takes just as long to make one as it does to listen to one. That's the beauty of the podcast. <laughs> at least the Pete Holmes one. Depending, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the Pete Holmes version. It takes three and a half hours to make. <laughs> um so, t- take me through... Script notes. I listened to script Stop notes. Stop cutting him off. Okay, I'm just saying. He was just oh, notes. Notes. I, I just started listening to that. Is that by... Um, Craig Mazin and uh, John August? And nope. So, uh, nope, I don't listen to okay. that. Okay, well, it's great. It's about screenwriting. I do like John August. He's a, he's a fine screenwriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. great. Um, speaking of screenwriting, you made a film. Yes. Mm. What's it called, Andy? Pop star, never stop, never stopping. Was it was it difficult to come up with a, a title? What was the second? What was the second runner up? What was the first runner up? We had been calling working it working title. Yeah, yeah, the working title was Connor for real. That's my character. The number movie. four, real. Yes. Yeah. And did you did you test that? Did the Universal bigwigs say in Middle America they don't want? No, a ours four was the, the only movie they didn't test. Actually, they just were like, <laughs> yeah, this seems great, and whatever you guys want to do. I don't know if they actually tested the title. I just know that they went, we want a different title, and we went, you, it's your money. <laughs> is, that, is that what the email said? It's yeah. your money. Dot dot dot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's vaguely <laughs> threatening, and then like a knife em- emoji. He just used the, the studio it, loved it. He just used the "it's your money" bit emoji. It's yeah, they it. love yeah, it. It's, 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 money flying away. it's a little used a bit emoji, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> they sent this. They they pitched a bunch, and then this one was funny to us. So we were like, oh, okay, we could live with yeah. that. Yeah, and Jed also really liked it. Yeah. So what? What? Uh, Warren Warren produced the first film, produced Hot Rod. Mm-hmm. Judd produced this one. Is there? Yes. Stirring up some shit. All no, right, no, let's no. get into it. No, I, I don't mean it that way. I'm just curious, like what the like what what is Judd? Obviously, Judd brings a lot to the table. But what does a producer, in the case of a hot rod or in the case of a pop star, do for you guys? I mean, you obviously know what you're doing, so it's not like in both cases, one of the most valuable things that both of people at that stature can do is that they have genuine personal relationships with the, the top top people at the studios that they're working with where they could like text the head of the studio to be like you need to give us more money or right. <laughs> you know don't give them notes on this I'm going to handle it or yeah. just anything that you could see being why people would tell horror stories about a studio like we have zero we're like studio yeah. seems cool I don't know because yeah. any conversations were going through him and he was filtering it and we don't know what he had to do to get the money for the movie or yeah as many buffers on, on your side as you can get uh, yeah advocates. Or, or in this case even just just one yeah in, in both cases if it's somebody like Lauren that can just call no, Brad I, Gray I, and go hey here's how what I needed how I needed to go or Judd sure like that was super invaluable on both of those similarly no you know what they say like you need that five pound gorilla in the room you know what I mean yeah that little toy stuffed animal five <laughs> Five pound pound gorilla. Gorilla. Just that five pound gorilla comes in. It's like, mm, I, I'm going to put my foot down. And everyone's like, what was that? 
What like was that, that cute that little tiny sound? gorilla? <laughs> Small, yeah, but he makes so an cute. impact. Yeah. 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 Um, what was the first? What was the first film that you guys tried to get made? I mean, was I would think there were other things before even Hot Rod that you were trying to. I don't think we ever yeah. like took one out and pitched it though, right? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, no. Well, Mustang High. We had just written Led stuff. We were just gets sent around, right? in our early 20s in L.A., just doing odd jobs and then working. And so we had read screenwriting books and stuff where they tell you about how bad your your scripts are going to be. And we literally, I remember being, having conversations where I'm like, we just need to start writing a bunch so that we can get these bad ones done <laughs> that, that everybody says you're going to write. Right. And so we did. And they they were right because they weren't good. Probably we'd have to go back and read them, but I'm sure, I'm sure I'd be embarrassed. Some right, funny stuff. Yeah, there. but we, so we wrote a bunch, and we would always secretly halfway through go, "I think this might be really good. Maybe this, maybe you, you kept." There's always that hope that when you turn it into like a manager, they go, "Wait a second. And then they send it to a studio, and all of a sudden you get a yeah. thousand, a hundred thousand dollar paycheck or something. So I'd say we had high hopes for them every time, while realistically knowing they weren't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. It, it, was it off one of like those kind of spec things or stuff that you were all self-producing that got you agents? How did you guys get representation in the first place? From stuff we shot, right? Yeah, from making short films. In today's in today's day, it would be that you have like a really popular YouTube channel. But right. back then, it was that we literally would just make them. We'd put them on the web, but they couldn't even watch them. And so we'd make DVDs and VHS tapes and through these guys were PAs at Spin City getting food for like writers so there were agents there every time there was a show night there'd be agents in the house and there's all the writers who all have agents so they were able to show our our videos to those people and then those people took pity on us and went this is actually good why don't I show this to my agent right and that's how we got it so and for for you Andy was the ambition like did you definitely want to both create but also perform on camera was that always part of it or was it just sort of that that no always yeah I was doing stand-up. I started doing stand-up my junior year in college at NYU. And I had wanted to be on SNL basically since I was a little kid. Right. Um, but the the like main goal that we had when we moved to L.A. was to have our own sketch comedy show. And we came close. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you come close? Like in what, in what way? Uh, we made a pilot for Fox called Awesome Town. Mm-hmm. That was a sketch pilot show. Pilot presentation. Yeah. Pilot presentation, yeah. Yeah, that was meant to be seven minutes, and I think it ended up being like 19. <laughs> yeah. Seven, yeah. 19. It's yeah. all the same. Yeah. They gave us money for seven, though. It was right. It was the summer. We finished it the summer before we got SNL. Yeah. Right. So it was like the year before we got SNL. We were That's kind of what we were working on. We knew we had this little deal with Fox, and we were making sketches and stuff. I mean, do you guys ever think about like one of the, the silly kind of what-ifs, and like if you're five or ten years older and had come around in a diff- slightly different environment, like what your career trajectory would have been? Because your career's are so tied in with that kind of revolution of digital, et cetera, mm-hmm. and being able to produce your own stuff um, when it was slightly economical. Um, mm-hmm. What would the path have been had you been a little older, you think? Um, Not really, because well, we're just like in it. Well, the SNL right part now, of it is hard. Yeah, the yeah, digital part, like getting the online SNL. stuff was after we got hired at SNL. Yeah, right. so it would have been just like anybody else who, writing, had writing, been hired, and, who had been hired at SNL and right. did their their seven years at SNL before the the, the digital age, I guess. Right? Yeah, but it is kind of night and day in terms of... But then of once we got there and... How, how, like, how many platforms there are now as opposed to then. I mean, like, you know, there weren't that many places we could go after, like, you know, Fox, and then we took it to, like, MTV, too, kind of like, like that, that kind of thing. Right. And now there's, like, every possible well, no, place the, to have a show. Well, no, the difference if he was asking what it would be like if we were 10 years younger and we had been we're doing it now, if we were 25 now trying to do it, that would be a world of difference. Yeah. Because we were right on the edge of it. So our, yeah. our success, 
like our career trajectory before SNL is almost identical to before the internet. Like we were passing out DVDs, right. we were doing VHS tapes, we got SNL. They weren't even there wasn't even an SNL website yet that had streaming video. It was really identical, and then it changed. You then, basically created SNL's digital platform, and they, they, that's when they figured they out how had, to use they, it. They had to catch up to our videos because right. they were on YouTube, and then they didn't understand, and they were like, "Do we take them off YouTube?" Because but then we don't put them on our site because our site can't even handle videos. So are we supposed right. to leave them there and let this YouTube make a lot of money off of all of our you know yes. IP? They also just didn't know <laughs> so, if they wanted. Anything that they made to be on the yeah, because it was going to mess up right. how they sell reruns. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. and they're like, if we do it there, deals. we're not going to be right. able to sell it. But then it was like, oh, there's no fighting this, yeah. and it took them years. We were really the guinea pigs, so we we got a lot of the shine off of all that because mm-hmm. it was exciting and new. But we also got like there was no path, so we got a lot of the like our stuff taken down and a lot of the annoyance of being the first okay, ones. Everybody understood the that they wanted things to be viral, so to speak, but then they would immediately quarantine them. Right. Like immediately, just like just because they yeah. didn't want to not make money off of it, and don't let people in other countries watch it because they've sold the rights in a different way. There, no, I mean I remember that even in like I, uh, here at MTV for years, putting up our videos and getting hate tweets all the time from like the UK or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. Just yeah like that all insanity. Like yeah, yeah. Um, but if it was now, not that we really have to talk about, but I mean, that's one that I do wonder about. Like if we were twenty three now, we just moved to LA, and there is all this noise and. On well, the yeah, plus that's the side, bigger, there's that's a million ways exactly. to get your video and stuff but out you could there. get lost. You could shoot it on your phone. You mm-hmm. can do it so easy, and you can just make a YouTube channel, which is so awesome. We would have killed for that, and and Twittering and all that stuff. Right. But you could just be lost completely. So that so, is interesting. So, and prior to SNL, just jumping around, was one of the first gigs writing for movie awards for MTV? Uh, yeah, we wrote for the movie awards two years. We wrote for Gphoria one year. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, was there anything else in terms of like paid, paid writing yeah. gigs? I mean, we got paid by Comedy Central to like write a pilot, right? Like, like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. an awesome town, a different one called, right. yeah. called the Lonely Island. But right? to yeah. be clear, the Comedy Central deal was like twelve grand that we split three ways, and yeah. it took us six months to do. So we got like three grand, four grand each that we had, and we had to pay our agents and stuff on. And that then what were we? What were we making at the, MTV Movie? And then the MTV Movie Awards, we got a thousand dollars a week that we had to divide between the three, three of us. Between the wow. three of us, so three hundred and thirty-three dollars each, and then still yeah. had to pay out taxes, agents, managers. Yeah, so we, that's the, about the a moment. No, no, they waived their fee on that. Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. Okay. So taxes. I remember us all laughing about it because they were like, we're not going to take this 16 bucks each. <laughs> so, so we made like 250 bucks each a week. Amazing. Um, yeah. Every time we it. bought lunch, it was super painful. Yeah. We're like, oh, damn it. $15. <laughs> so, I mean, flashing forward to today where like, you know, you obviously have some juice as they say in the business. Is that what they say still yeah, in the business? I would say, juice? I, I'd almost say like, we're like a two pound gorilla. It's definitely what they say. It's definitely what, who is it? Bokeem Woodbine in, in the movie Juice. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, right. That's what I'm, I'm quoting. That's what Kim would say. Tupac didn't say it, but <laughs> you got the juice now, Q. Yeah. Well, Bishop. Bishop had the juice. Oh, uh, yeah. Q. <laughs> Said it to no, no. In the end, Q has the has the juice. Bishop was. We got to go watch. Juice I'm a little rusty on my juice, juice, guys. Yeah, I'll be honest. Up. You don't have a juice poster up in your office? Not not Man. unfurled for the public to see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love the juice soundtrack. Had that. So so where you're at now? <laughs> does it feel like there are their uh, own unique challenges? Because I mean, it would seem like you could. You know, you you can do a lot of things. You if you come to a network or a digital platform and say, "I've got this fucked up weird idea." They'll probably give you a little money to do it, or mm-hmm. a lot of money, or whatever. Like, what are the challenges now that you find creatively um, that keep you up at night or or <laughs> make you cry? That's a good mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you can be you have none and you just very boring about just like time management. finding time yeah Yeah. that's it's a very good problem to have yeah is that trying to figure out what to spend time on and wanting to say yes to so many cool things and having to prioritize and decide like what you're going to do because there must yeah there must be uh, opportunities that come around now that you say you have to you feel you should or have to say no to that would make your 25 year old brain melt yes i wish i had a whole other life to spend on like the dumbest possible projects like anytime like anything that like like kung fury happens or like i'm like this is the best i have to do this and it's like what am i doing with my life (laughs) slash this is also great but you did do that i did do that but like but that was crazy i was a month out of like my having my first child be born and i decided to fly to sweden for a day to like my wife was not thrilled about that yeah that was very hard. You know, there's like, I just wish that I had yeah. more time to do like dumb shit. What are like the big aspirations for you outside of obviously, it seems like you guys are always going to come together when it feels right and you're going to keep coming back and forth to the, working together. But you obviously each have your own aspirations, whether it's directing or acting or writing, et cetera. Um, do you feel like there is a lot of uncharted territory for you as filmmakers, as writers, as performers? Give me a yeah, sense of sort yeah, of what's. Always. I mean, this always. movie honestly was a big one, like getting to do. A movie that number one, like we we wrote from the very start, you know, where you went, what could the character be called? You know, <laughs> like with Hot Rod, it was great, but it was already a script. It had been written for Will Ferrell. It had been around. It had gone through a lot of rewrites in different directions, and they just kind of gave it to us. And we're like, if you want to make a movie, you can make this one. And, and like, we and we good and opportunity. And, and we, we did heavily rewrite and we it, it, and it was our. Yeah. I felt like it was ours, but it's a different but, yeah. writing challenge. So one of our goals was always that something we had conceived, like the digital shorts at SNL, where we would we'd make do them from top to bottom, but yeah. get to do a movie that way. We had just never tried it before. Yeah. Never gotten to do it. And, and, so, and as a challenge, because it is a documentary format, it meant that there's a lot of different ways it could go, both in like the shooting and editing of it. Like there was a very long editing process and it was a challenging one in a good way. Like, but it was like, because the story is a little bit more malleable. Well, I mean, infam- infamously, like, I mean, one of the biggest touchstones I think people were going to constantly bring up for this film is Spinal Tap, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. And Spinal Tap, I'm sure it was a different approach. I mean, like you could read volumes of books about how they made it. Like they shot like 140 hours hours of improvised like right. scenes and that's mm-hmm. I assume that's not what you guys did here it's no. not what we expected to do but in we hindsight shot a lot, we do actually. Have, did we you? did have yeah yeah, we did have we hundreds did. of hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, that's true. That's yeah. true. But I think going into it, we were like, that's not us. We're not big improvers. We're going to be much more on the script. And then uh, we would, and this is insane, they didn't because I haven't done my research, but we had the main script. And then every day we'd go, okay, we're going to be in these two locations. What's every other scene we wrote that could take place in these scene, in these locations? And because it's doc style, you have multiple cameras, you'd shoot what was written and then very quickly go, all right, what were some other fun stuff we had? And either shoot a scene that was completely different or variations on the scene and it's that it's not that different from a Judd movie but the difference is that we didn't have to like light scenes for two hours to get them done we could light scenes for 10 minutes right or just go outside and shoot in broad daylight because it's it's real so we ended up with like what you're saying hundreds of hours and choices and but there's still less improv overall in terms of, like there were there were margins alts. for, for right. scenes yeah written so alts. More, yeah and are you yeah because like i've seen like judd and and adam mckay do that thing where they are on the bullhorn shouting out lines at each yeah. other is yes. that sort of what the three of you are doing basically just huddling up and kind of figuring out alts yeah. and then there's kind not of, a bullhorn no bullhorn <laughs> it's a little more intimate <laughs> we than couldn't that, afford yeah. that bullhorn. You, yeah you get it like with the sort of main script a couple of times until you're really happy with it and then just start trying different stuff yeah so what um 
I'm curious also like for like the the interviews in the film with like people like Ringo Starr, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Like are those fully scripted too? I mean, do you kind of like interview them in character or give them kind of like this is like who Connor is and this is your relationship to him or do you say or do you actually give them specific It was kind of it was kind of both. There was yeah. you know, we start with 10 minutes day. of like just describing the movie to them. So they understand the world and kind of giving them touchstones like uh, you can think of Connor and he's a mix between Timberlake, Justin Bieber, Drake, Kanye, Macklemore, you know, just like take all these people and just put them in a pile and that's kind of him. And then you go, he was in a band called the Style Boys. Think about like the Beastie Boys mixed with NSYNC. They're more rapper, party, fun time band. And you just give people kind of that. So that, And then you tell the basic story right. for 10 minutes. And then we got started and we would have like written out questions and answers and basically like ask a question show them a possible answer and then have them like do it in their own words and Rodney Rothman who was one of the producers on it would help us with those a lot actually he would write a ton of uh, extra alts and and jokes and stuff and we even had other friends help us with it sometimes people like that and Mm -hmm. a few people came in with their own ideas that that they really wanted to do RZA had one that was hilarious that's on the DVD extras because it didn't quite make it but it was like you know he wrote his own thing that was yeah, gangbusters. Do, do all the musicians make the cut? I mean, because I would think that would be a, a hard call to make to say to Mariah Carey, "Sorry, she's I, in." I know she's in, but she's yeah, in. no, it was a, it was a bummer though. We definitely had to like write some apologetic. <coughs> Did you really? Yeah. yeah, like Ed Sheeran's not, not in the just, movie, and you're like, "That's a big dude," and he was and he was great. <laughs> and his stuff was, was really funny. great, and just didn't fit story wise. Right. But, yeah. Well, and also, uh, frankly, you guys, I think, are smart in you know, it's I don't know what the exact running time is, but it feels it's like it's, a ninety five hundred ninety. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it feels right. You know, mm-hmm. um, who's the so, uh, a lot of inspirations for for this film? Obviously, do you feel like do you like know all this stuff inherently, or do you have to kind of like do some boy band research at all for something like a this? A little of both. Yeah, we keep up on that stuff, but I to to get inspired, we sort of did a lot of back research. Yeah, what was the most fun film or or book or whatever. We particularly liked the One Direction documentary. That I think that was unanimous choice. Morgan yeah. Spurlock yeah. the best one. Oh, that's right. He this did direct that. Yeah. Uh, the Lil Wayne doc was pretty great, too. Yeah. He's, he's an interesting character. I love that. The scene. docs that are unapproved are always a little bit more <laughs> interesting to watch. Right. Right, right. But also the subjects. Yes, for sure. He's a, he's a pretty awesome over the top team. You were talking earlier today about Kanye and he's kind of like one of those I'm sure for many artists but you guys in particular like he would be amazing to to have involved in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Now see here's my my issue cuz I I don't I'll confess I'm not I'm I I know film but I don't know music mm-hmm. and I don't I don't really know Kanye's music. So all right. I see is the insanity right. and the bravado. Sure. And so for me he's like insufferable and I can't stand his existence <laughs> on the planet. Really? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. You got to get into his music. Yeah. Well, that, that would that even it out would then yes, I would understand it, it all. We are so into his music. Explain yeah, Kanye so to good. me like as an alien from another planet that just doesn't know why he's great. He has the most uh, dichotomy of any person on the planet. It's amazing. One, one way, one thing I will say about his music, which is why one of the reasons I love it so much beyond the, beyond the individual albums that I also love, but the sum of its parts is that kind of like the Beastie Boys, where they kept changing their sound as they went along, right? And it kept them just fresh for so much longer. Where they could have just made another license to ill, but instead they went a whole different way with Paul's Boutique. Yeah, and then they could have made another Paul's Boutique, but they went a whole another way with Check Your Head, and then Ill Communication went even further into like. He's doing that. He he obviously proved he knew how to make hits with his first like two or three records. Right. He had hits all over him. And then he, all of a sudden he just does 808s and Heartbreaks. And he gets kind of shit on for it. But all of the radio now is copying that album. All the Future and the, all those guys doing auto-tuned, singy 
bad, like using autotune to sound bad instead of good. Yeah. Um, and then now it's a classic, and he did it at, like the Hollywood Bowl, start to finish. You know, and then he made uh, I forget which one was next, but you know he did. Well, um, well, beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, right, 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 which yeah. is like a masterpiece. Yeah, and then and then all of a sudden took it really stark in, in, Jesus. in, in Jesus, yeah, and really like atonal and weird, and then came around with this one that is my favorite album of the year, Life of Pablo, and mm-hmm. and he's changing when he was at the you know so it's not that I'm really comparing him to the Beatles, but it's like one of the only other people that I can think of or bands that kept changing, not just going back to the well and doing the same yep. thing over and over. Taking risks. Taking big risks, going into really hard into new sounds and pulling it off every time. Okay, I get it. I, I, I apologize on behalf also, of that. Also, that was a just, really good summary of he makes yeah, songs. I feel compelled yeah. to actually give him a second look or first look. I, I, the, as I agree with everything Keith said, and the other part of it is he just makes songs that when they come on, you want to like turn them up and sing along to them right which then, is really hard yeah. yeah and then on top of that lyrically he is super vulnerable like and he's constantly like fucking up and his life is shit like but he puts it all into the track and then apologizes and for it and he's conflicted about it yeah it's he's incredible. like genuinely funny I always were like we're always like I wish he would do one with us because he's so funny but at the same time he doesn't need to because he's already funny right do you, guys, do you guys are you guys all in sync on both music music comedy film do you feel like you are kind of generally speaking I mean everybody has different opinions and stuff but like do you feel like you're in sync in, in all three aspects we have like slight differences in slight terms. what's but the biggest very, but it's, like, it's like a 5 to 10% difference what's the biggest comedy. pop culture argument that you've had recently with each other about Andy film? really liked Carol and I, I thought like it was a bore and a half. <laughs> I liked it a lot. <laughs> I like and, I, yeah. and I go artsy. It's, it's I'll, emotional. I'll, I'll get into some artsy it stuff. Affected but, me. Uh, Yorm really likes the Twenty One Pilots song. Oh, I just love Twenty One Pilots. I, I love I love like white angsty suburban <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just have like a like a nostalgic throwback. Like man, these guys are pissed right. at their moms. Um, well, so you've thrown uh, these two guys under the bus. Can we throw Andy under or the bus? Is there anything that you guys... Well, I thought saying he liked Carol was throwing him under the bus. Oh, no, sorry, you're, right, you're, you're right. the minority. People yeah. know Carol's great. Carol Oh, my God. What's wrong with it's Carol? It's lovely. He's so mad about it. Are you just like, emotionally closed so off? Like, can you not feel? Can I not feel? I was an feel. hour in and nobody had felt a thing. He felt <laughs> like nothing <laughs> happened. <laughs> that was the point. It was about how reserved Wait, you had uh, to be Wait, Keith, will you do your impression about like the shopping oh, experience? It's been a long time yeah, now. What was it, it? God, I don't know if I honestly don't know if I remember all my things. just you just talking about like, oh, like, what are these gloves? So oh, I'll just... I'll have a cream spinach, please. <laughs> oh, and a martini. <laughs> oh, she walked out the door. There's nothing happening. There's nothing to it. What uh, what movies are you looking forward to uh, besides seeing your own 15 besides more times? San Andreas 2? Um, I don't know. What are we most excited about? Uh, I'll tell you what we're not into. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. F that <laughs> yeah, noise. Fuck that. Take a hike, <laughs> bozos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that opening against you guys? Oh, is no. it? Oh, is it? I don't know. I think we I'm going to see something else June 3rd. Um, I don't know. Maybe possibly. Uh, I'm excited to see Neighbors 2. I've heard yeah. it's really good, yeah. Yeah? yeah. Um... You mean just comedies or just in general? Anything. 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 Star Wars? Are you... Uh, Independence Day. Resurgence. I'm, I'm excited for. I'm a big in- Independence Day fan. Andy loves any kind of like post... Like like apocalyptic I, shit. Do you like... I like so. post-apocalyptic films. Like I, I like I, it too. Like yeah. I love like... I wouldn't say I love it, but like for instance, The Postman. I find... Oh, like, yeah. oh you're yeah. talking yeah. to the right film. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're also yeah. getting into Costner territory, which is going to be a, I'm going to be into everyone. Well, I like all his three and a half hour epics. Wyatt Earp. <laughs> yeah. 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 Waterworld. Like, yeah. come on. Give me yeah. director's cut. We're, I need more, more, more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, you're talking <laughs> right to a room <laughs> full of Waterworld enthusiasts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Man. Quality. Yeah. <laughs> what else is coming out that we're excited about? Uh, I mean, I am excited for all the new Star Wars films. That last right. one was so great. 
It was pretty amazing, right? Yeah. I will say I wasn't shocked by that thing that happened. When it happened, I was like, eh. Yeah. It's okay. We can talk about it. You're allowed can to we? talk about it now? Yeah. Spoiler warning, so, right now. warning right now. Spoiler warning right now. I was so impressed that nobody ruined it for anybody. Yeah. I was shocked. It would be like at restaurants and someone would be like about to bring it up and everybody at the table would go, even though we'd all already seen it, but to if be you like, guys there might be another film. table nearby. I felt like the whole world yeah. got I the memo. I feel like I saw like a bumper sticker though at some point on the internet, like you something did? about like yeah. If you haven't seen the film, Luke Skywalker dies at the end. No, no, no. no. I, no. Did you see the film? I'm just kidding. Jesus. Hey, well, your joke landed great. <laughs> 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 um, let's wrap up our special time together with some random questions yes. picked out of an Indiana Jones fedora that's behind me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, Wasn't that really graceful? That's why they pay me the big you bucks. I love that. You lost one. Is that the winner? Oh, we, lost the wait, are we grabbing these or okay, what? Grab whatever one you feel like. Okay. Do we get to ask each other? This is however you want it to be. Oh, I don't want to answer that one. Okay. What was so personal? What did you know? That was a boring question. Describe my perfect movie-going experience. I've had this a few times, but not for but not for a long time. Okay, which is when I was in high school or around college age. So we'll go like sixteen to twenty-three, where we would. go opening weekend to a big movie like I did this once for The Wedding Singer and once for There's Something About Mary uh, where uh, we would get 40s obviously yeah. of malt liquor obviously. We would go what were the we drinking Give what, what kind of 40 well, it was usually, I would assume usually it was Old English it was OE yeah, yeah. It was. and then we would go to the movie theater this is not like a unique experience and we would have it that, but it's my perfect movie going experience yeah, no, that's the question, the question yeah. and we would go to the theater and we'd sit there and we'd uh, drink it and it'd be a packed house and honestly I wouldn't know if it was the booze or the movie but like when I watched The Wedding Singer the way it made me feel was the way that you would dream as a filmmaker making a comedy would make somebody feel just euphoria for two hours where I was just so happy and just laughing that's at my cheeks. That's a beautiful thing. That's really nice. Did you that's see, did, you, did both of you guys see Twister with us? Like, did that, were no. you with me? No, I didn't. Because I remember cheersing our 40s and we were in the front row and having the light from the screen bounce back and have everyone see us like cheersing our 40s. And I was like, mm. man, I'm going to get kicked out of here. A bunch of delinquents. And this is so I do remember being at one though where we were near the back and then it was that we had brought six packs oh, and yeah. a bottle <laughs> Fell and rolled yeah, like the like an empty one went, and you just heard roll, 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 roll. That happened when I saw Days of Confused in the theater. That happened. That sounds about right. When I saw Days of Confused, five minutes. Everyone in there was in high school, and they were all drunk. And you heard bottles rolling around the whole time, <laughs> and then a girl got up to go to the bathroom and fell down the whole stairs. <laughs> the and it was in Berkeley, so like everyone was like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! She fell down the whole stairs! Oh my god! Oh shit!" And she like ran out crying. It was horrible. Dude, we yeah, saw really funny me and my buddy Rob saw Eyes Wide Shut at UCLA. It was like only a couple of us in the theaters. He got so drunk that he took his shirt off halfway through, <laughs> and then when the like and then he passed out and. And the lights were coming up, and then all these people just like started filing past us, and they're just this drunk, shirtless dude, just like frat boy. <laughs> yeah, uh, hard to hard to watch that movie. Drunk. Uh, my question: favorite childhood TV show? Alf. Moving on. Wow, nailed that one. Do you one. think Alf can be rebooted? And what would you do with Alf? I think it can be. By the way, watch it on Amazon. It's four dollars for the first uh, season. It's amazing. It holds up. Oh, I feel so like funny. if you were going to reboot it, it sh- it would have to be like it's still set in the eighties, right? Studio audience still. Like Fuller still. House did it. Like, what if it was now? Right. But no. I think it just frozen like, in time. Yeah. You want? You want? Yeah. Same cast. Original script. Digitally re, uh, get them younger. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. Uh, my question. You went, by the way, for the record, you went through about fifteen questions. Yeah, and this one still years. isn't good because it's so easy. The most interesting person in the world is the guy from Dos Equis commercials. No, I. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> you believe that? 
And that's what it said on the commercial. So no, yeah. it's not like a trivia question. It wasn't. It was a more of an opinion question. You yeah. Said. You well, think yeah. so? You think that that's the most interesting man in the world? It says it on the commercial. He's, you so, should not be okay. on like these panel shows or something, like because your you opinions are really that horrible. Gillette is the best a man can get. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's well, what yeah, in, in terms of razors, yes. Oh, oh no, man. God. Yeah. Okay, he's just very. Trusting. It's not like I think that like they would make great pants, but I mean, yeah. And when it comes to razors, yes, it says it's the best a man can get. So he and he, be- you believe that? It said it on the, w- the way you're the talking now makes me like your movie less. That's I kind of agree with him on that. <laughs> I hate the movie now because you're a part of it. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Forgive the fact that one of the uh, Lonely Island members is, I don't know, has some kind of learning disability or something. Um, uh, the movie is great. Pop star, never stop, never stopping. Thanks. They said it all, all right, dramatic, yeah. and that made me yeah, like it again. Smooth. I'm auditioning for my VIA. Exactly, exactly. Uh, thanks for coming by, guys. Thanks, thanks for always good us. to see you. Good Anytime. luck with the film, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Sweet. Right. Thanks. We did it. This has been an Earwolf production, executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Adam Sachs, and Chris Bannon. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf.